The name of this story is Rescued from Jericho. It took place in 1983 when I was in Israel for a month. I was traveling around. My objective was to travel the length of the country and the width of the country to see all that I could see in a month's time. I traveled with a backpack and uh, I hitchhiked. Oh, I hitchhiked? No, I took buses pretty much wherever I needed to go. I guess I did some hitchhiking. Uh, again, this was 1983 and I was 30 years old. I had left Yerushalayim and taken a bus to Jericho. Uh, of course, trying to get a ticket to Jericho was kind of strange because nobody at the information egged bus window understood what Jericho was uh, until somebody told me it's Jericho. Yer- Jericho, can't even pronounce it. Jericho. Um, uh, anyway, so I get there, and uh, I'm wandering around looking for what there is to see. I'm looking for actually the old city of Jericho with the walls all falling down. And uh, I did find, what, Herod's Palace and took photographs of that. It was very nice. I saw the ruins of the where the archaeologists had dug up parts of the old city. And uh, that was very nice. I wandered into this area. I had no idea where I was at. It turned out later on that it was a Palestinian refugee camp. And what struck me about it was the, you know, the clay huts that were, you know, positioned in various spots. I wouldn't call it a street. Uh, as I walked, wandered around. I didn't walk around. I kind of wandered around. I I noticed there were two young ladies sitting on a porch. And I went over and they said hello to me, I said hello to them. They invited me to come up onto the porch and have some tea, which I did. And they didn't speak English, if I recall correctly. They didn't speak much English, but we kind of communicated as best we could. Eventually, a few of her brothers came in, and her father and her uncle, etc., until there was the whole family there, and I got a nice photograph of them. I mean, little did I know the you know, political correctness of it, of it or the lack of political correctness. Again, I wasn't so worldly. I spent most of my time, you know, in a chemistry laboratory. Uh, But it was very, you know, pleasant. It was really pleasant. Um, Heaven only knows where those Palestinians are today. But anyways, so when I tried to get out of Jericho, this is when the story actually starts, I found that the Egged buses wouldn't, wouldn't stop. They wouldn't pick me up. Uh, I waited for a couple hours. I went to where the, they told me the bus is supposed to come, but the buses actually just zoomed right by, and I just felt that, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong spot. Eventually, it started getting towards the sun going down, and some. And I walked back into town. Uh, this is the modern town of Jericho, and one of the policemen came over to me and, you know, asked me what I was still doing there. So I explained to him that I was trying to get out. And that the buses didn't stop. Well, he says, it's, you know, no buses are going to come by now, and so you better, I better go with him. And he got me into what looked like, you know, basically an abandoned hotel uh, where I signed a card at the front desk, and I got a room. And uh, I can remember that was probably, that night's sleep is probably the worst night's sleep I've ever had. I can't explain to exactly what the problem was, except it, my skin felt like there were ants all over the mattress, all over the covers, all over everything. Everything felt like there were ants crawling all over me, and I had a miserable night's sleep. Uh, I remember that 
the guy who, the policeman guy actually had a room next door and he was watching Dallas on a little portable TV out on his balcony, which again didn't help me fall asleep too easily, but just the, my skin was crawling. I couldn't sleep. I don't think I slept a wink all night. Anyways, the next day I got up determined to try to find my way out of Jericho, and I asked a few people. They told me where to stand. I stood in exactly the right place, and the buses just kind of zoomed by, zoomed by. Nobody would stop. Uh, eventually, I decided maybe the best thing to do is ask Akorosh Borahu for help, and so I told him, I said, please, you know, I really want to get out of here. I'm not supposed to be here. You know, they don't want me to be here. You know, maybe you could find some way to help me get out of here. And then it seemed like almost in absolutely no time at all, out of no place, this cab drives up. And he stops. And uh, he rolls down his window. He says, where do you get, where are you going? I said, I told him, I'm going anywhere, anywhere but here. Like, you know, I want to get back to Yerushalayim if I can. Uh, but anywhere other than here. So he said, fine, come on, get in, I'll take you there. So I get in, and we start talking. He speaks pretty good English, and uh, he asks me, you know, where I'm from. I tell him I'm from America, and uh, he tells me he has one of his children live in America. So I tell him, he asked me where I lived. I told him I lived in, in California, so he told me, you know, that his son lives in California. I said, well, I live in, in L.A., and he says his son lives in L.A. So I say, what's your son do? So he tells me that his son works in a restaurant, an Israeli restaurant. And I don't know a lot of Israeli restaurants in L.A. I only know the one that I eat my Shabbos lunch at after shul on Shabbos. I go to this Israeli restaurant called Haifa on Ventura Boulevard, and uh, he tells me that's where his son works. So I said, what's your son's name? He says, my son's name is Ellie. I said, I know Ellie. Ellie's the guy who waits on me when I go there. So it was just like, I think back that, you know, here I was stuck in Jericho, and I asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help to get out. And not only does he send me help, but he sends me a link to somebody that I know to help me feel more comfortable about, you know, my situation, about my circumstances. So I think that's a, an important lesson in the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you pray to him, if you ask him for help sincerely, when you call upon him, as they say, when you call upon him, he'll answer you when you call uh, who answered me in that in that day and and uh, and helped me get rescued from uh, Jericho. Anyways, that's the message. Uh, I did tell his son when I got back that I met his father and that his father had rescued me uh, when I was stuck in Jericho. That's the message. Take care. Have a good Shabbos.